Live from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studio, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700 KBGG. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. All right, everybody, we're watching the uh, Washington game. Is it Washington-Miami? It is, yeah. And Bryce Harper at the plate with runners on base. This is always exciting. Oh, check swing, called strike. <laughs> we'll keep an eye on the baseball here today. Uh, Sorry, no, I couldn't pass it up. No Cubs, Cardinals. Nope. They'll be playing again tomorrow night. Yeah. As, uh, when they continue on their series, had the uh, scheduled off day in between in case of rain. There was some rain last yeah, night. Yeah, there was. Game, Came down pretty good for a little bit. We're able to uh, get that one finished out. So we'll talk some baseball coming up here in about 20 minutes or so. Uh, we'll get into a lot of that. But it is the night of the national championship yes. game, Jimmy B. Carolina and Gonzaga, just like you had it, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I had Carolina going out, but I had UCLA beating them in the Final Mm, Four. Gotcha. And I had Arizona beating Gonzaga. I had Carolina getting beat by Louisville. Oh, okay. And Duke on the other side. (laughs) Both Louisville and Duke got beat in the second round. Yeah, they did, yeah. And it was all over for TC's bracket from there. (laughs) It was an ugly one. Ugly, ugly one. But, uh, you know, kind of getting into this game a little bit more, we've talked a lot about the Zags throughout this season, uh, being the big college basketball fans that we are, Jim. We watch them a lot in their late-night games and things like that. And, you know, it did feel like this team was different. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I go back to as they were rolling through conference play, they were undefeated. You know, they beat Arizona, but there was a caveat. Well, they didn't have Alonzo Trier at the right. time. And they beat Iowa State, and they had some nice wins in non-conference, but overall it wasn't. Didn't they beat Florida, too? Yeah, I mean, and they're all, yeah. they're all nice wins, yeah. but nothing that is going to blow your socks off. You know, you, you couple them all together, it's all well and good. Right. But the West Coast Conference being down a little bit, at least after the top two, after them and St. Mary's, the way they were able to dispatch them. But the thing that was continually impressive wasn't just that they were beating the San Franciscos and Santa Claras of the world and right. everybody else in the WCC, but it was just the fashion that they were doing it. I mean, they were winning by an average of like 22 points a game. Exactly. Over, it was like a six-week stretch. They were dominating everybody, and not just St. Mary's, but everybody in that conference. And, you know, for a lot of people, it's easy to just brush that aside and say, well, they're beating a bunch of average or below-average teams. It's not that impressive. But it's not just winning those games, but the way they were doing it. And kind of same thing with Wichita and the NBC. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that they were winning the games that they were, but they were just dominating everybody. And I think that showed you just how good this team was and why maybe it was a little bit different than past Gonzaga teams. You couple that with the roster as a whole. You love, you know, the big man. You you love Karnowski. Oh, yeah. we, we know that. But Nigel Williams-Goss, and you go on and on that roster. Oh, the Collins kid coming off yes. the I mean, he's a McDonald's All-America right. player, and he's coming off and the he's bench. He's coming off the bench, and that right there shows you yes. just how different this team is and, and why they're so good. I mean, it's it's been incredible to watch what they've been able to do. Jonathan Williams, Jordan Matthews, another guy mm-hmm. that transferred in from Cal. It is a deep, talented roster, and it's it's not the plucky little team from Spokane. This is a real roster. Yeah, it is. This is a roster that competes. So if you're starting off the thinking just of, well, Carolina's going to beat them because it's Carolina-Gonzaga, you got to stop that line. That's right. I had a guy say, well, who cares about Gonzaga? They're not in the Power 5 conference. Hello, 
Uh, didn't the team last year, not in a Power 5 conference, win the national title? Yeah. Villanova. Right, right. <laughs> It's totally different in basketball. It is. It really. I mean, it really is. I mean, you've got team. Look, is is somebody else? All of a sudden, is Drake going to be the next Gonzaga? No, no. I, it's tough to do what Gonzaga has done. Eighteen consecutive years yes. making the NCAA tournament. Don Monson, and that is that's not where they could uh, hold back. And hey, we finished sixth in our league. We're still sure. going to get in. Sure, you got to be very good. And if you're not very good, you got to win your conference tournament just to get in. Most years right. for a program like Gonzaga, and they've been able to do that. So, uh, just looking at that from a side, plus they're built to match up with Carolina. They are uh, Carolina's front line, just their team as a whole. Mm-hmm. It's a big long team, yeah. and that's. Every time I watch North Carolina over the last few years, it's it's just impressive to see. And I go back to, this is four years ago, five years ago now, you know, when Iowa went down there and beat Carolina, and, and you just watch them. They look different. Mm-hmm. They look different than you know the teams that you normally see when I was playing at Purdue. Purdue's got big guys, but still, even with that, it's not like you're just wowed just from top to bottom, right. the length and right. the athleticism that they have. Yeah. And that's what Carolina continually has. They just throw these waves of, of guys at you. And this is a different kind of Carolina team themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they don't are. have... Yeah. Like that big-name star? Right. They don't have the one-and-done guy. And as good as Justin Jackson's been playing, it is a Carolina team that's built differently as well. And mm-hmm. <laughs> you go through it, you look at their roster. I mean, they got all top 100 players. Right. But it's not that quite the, the one-and-dones that we see today. Those guys have stayed away from Carolina. Yeah, yeah. it's it's interesting how how this plays out. And on paper, it is such a good matchup. Mm-hmm. You know how which which big guys will be able to impose their will: the Gonzaga big guys or the Carolina big guys. Kennedy Meeks is a load inside. He is a load. That's that. Look, you got a three hundred pound guy in Karnowski banging on a guy who's. 260, 270. He's listed at 260. Kennedy Meeks ain't no 260. Yeah, you got that right. (laughs) 610 with that frame, that kid ain't 260. Yeah. He can throw uh, 280, probably. Throw a couple extra on there. There's no doubt about it. When Clara Peller asks, where's the beef? It'll be on the basketball court tonight. And both those guys haven't really seen players like that. No, they haven't. They haven't had the chance to play against guys like that. You're right. It'll be interesting to see, you know, who kind of has the leg up there and Meeks. Certainly a more athletic guy, can mm-hmm. move better than Karnowski, but Meeks is not used to playing it. And the other thing I love about Karnowski is just not the size and the beard and all those things, right. but he just does such a good job. He just understands the position. He's not a prototypical shot blocker. No, no. And he doesn't have the, like, you know, a guy that he kind of, that I harken back to, you'll like this one, Jim Okay, Lee, was uh, Mark Eaton. Oh, sure. But Mark Eaton was 7'4". Four. 4'4", four, and, and he was much more athletic than Karnowski. Is. Right, right. But he that, could jump and, and run, yeah. But he did it more because of the 7'4". Yes. He wasn't a wow athlete or anything like no, that. No, no. Much like Karnowski, but those extra four inches made him a better shot blocker. Yes. But he understands positioning. He understands to stay straight up and down. And just with his length and his size, that guys are going to have problems with that. You continue on, and now you look at the point guard position from Nigel Williams Goss, who good. struggled in the game against West Virginia, was able to get that game done late, but you know, he's played really well. And on the other side, what are we going to get out of Joel Barry? That's the key. I mean, with with two ankle injuries, you saw at times he just didn't have quite the same push off, quite the same explosiveness that you've seen in the past. And going against Williams Goss, I mean, you got to have everything. That you kid's a player. Everything. Yeah, he's he's a real player. Look, I'll I'll give you this about uh, Joel Berry because after the game he said, "Hey, look, I'm feeling 
better than I have in quite a while after the uh, ankles were sprained. And so I'm guessing that yesterday was pretty much a day off, maybe a light shoot around, Mm -hmm. and then they'll shoot again today a little bit, and that'll be it. So I think, to be honest with you, if, if Joel Berry says that, you know, I'm a little surprised, I'm not hardly any pain, I'm doing pretty good, might be a really interesting matchup that we're going to have there, too. So, talked about this on Friday, yeah. right as we were making our picks. And I took Oregon in the points and got the victory there. You did. I went 1-1, one one, Jimmy B 0-2. I sucked. Against the spread. It's I all right, sucked. Jimmy B. Yeah, I know. We'll get your pick a little yeah. bit later on. But one of the things that I talked about that at least was uh, making me reevaluate things was Carolina, their ability on the glass. Mm-hmm. And now in the end, we saw that was the difference maker of them getting the two offensive rebounds off the missed free throws. But, you know, now with this matchup, and not just their ability to get the defensive rebounds, which you'd expect with a team with that kind of length and athleticism, Kenny makes just a good rebounder. He, he understands not just how to block out, but how to go get the ball. Yes. I, I love watching that out of him. But I couple that with, what they do on the offensive glass and a team that isn't a great shooting team, you know, North Carolina, same kind of thing. They don't have a sharpshooter. They don't have a Malik Monk. They don't have a guy like that. You know, Jackson can heat up and they got plenty of guys that can heat up, but that's not how they're built, but their ability continually time in and time out to go down, to hit that offensive glass, get second, sometimes third opportunities. You know, if Gonzaga is going to be able to, to slow that down a little Mm -hmm. bit, with their front line, how good they're going to be in that. Because if Carolina gets 12, 15 offensive rebounds, I think they win it. And I think they win it decently comfortably. You know, win it by seven, eight points, something like that. But if Gonzaga is able to at least slow down that, get the defensive rebounds, and then go their own way, then I think we're going to get a 40-minute game. Let me drop this one on you. What happens? Well, we know what happens if, in, and I'll explain in just a second. What happens if both Meeks and Karnowski get into foul trouble? We know that Gonzaga is going to come with Collins, a 6'11 kid, mm-hmm. who can really play. He had a stellar game uh, in the uh, Final Four. A stellar game. A couple of huge blocks, scored, rebounded, and can really defend. Where's Carolina going to go then, if that's the case? If those guys have to sit mm-hmm. significant minutes? Well, Tony Bradley will be the guy. Okay. Who himself, he's a freshman, but I mean, this is another five-star. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, yeah, it's just it's like Carolina. Col- yeah. yeah, it's like Collins. He's the same. Just just throw him off. Yep. Here they come off the bench, and you got a five-star guy that can do that. Uh, Luke May, after hitting the shot against Kentucky, he he disappeared on Saturday night. We didn't see much of him. You know, they can go to him a little bit more and have him work inside a little bit. So uh, both these teams at least have enough depth, too, where I don't think foul trouble is going to be a big issue, where, you know, Calipari going back and complaining about his team getting fouled out. He was the one that fouled his team out. He didn't have to sit those guys when they got two fouls. No, you're right. The only time you foul out of a game, Jimmy B, is when you get five. That's it. That's when you foul out. Not when you get two. The mm-hmm. automatic sub, it drives me nuts. Frame I know it does. does it. Yep, I know you hate I, that. I absolutely despise it. I despise fouling out your own guys. But it kind of goes into this one as well. And you know, then we finally finish up with the coaching matchup. And if we get to that point, Jimmy B., who do you like more in a, in a tight spot? Do you like Mark Fewer? Do you like Roy Boy? Well, come on, Roy. Roy's been there. He knows the drill. He knows what to do. But, man, Mark Few has pushed all the right buttons all season. And, yes, he's never been in the Final Four, but he won his game against a team that refused to quit in South Carolina. 
every time Gonzaga would make a little run, South Carolina would rear their head back and come charging right back. And Mark Few found a way to get his team to play solid down the stretch. I'm I'm going to put the, the coaching aspect of it. Of course, it favors Roy Williams, but I am not going to discount Mark Few in a tight game. And I'm I not going to do that. absolutely loved what he did late in the game. Yes. His team knew up three. Yep. Yep. Foul. Foul. Put him on the line. Yep. Make them make the first free throw, then tip out or tip in. They actually they fouled twice. Mm-hmm. So I mean that's well they had one to give. Yeah, yeah they had one to give. Right, but I'm talking about right. with them in the in yes. the bonus spot. Uh-huh. You do that. There was what three and a half seconds mm-hmm. left, and and uh, you know Sindarius Thorwell, as much as he struggled early on, he did what he's supposed to do. Yeah, he made the first, yep. missed the second, missed, tried to yeah, just couldn't get the rebound on that one, and uh, the Zags went down, hit their free throws, and won it from there. I, I love that component. I think few is not going to be X to know by Roy Williams. Hey, this is not to disparage Roy Williams, but what has he been known for for a long time? A guy that can recruit, mm-hmm. but people have never talked about Roy Williams in a fashion of this is a great X's and O's. Guy. Oh, okay. I see that's, where you're going. That's never okay. what Roy Williams has been known for. Correct. He can bring in talent, but you're never talking about Roy Williams and all these great plays that he draws up and the system that he has. That's not the conversation about Roy Williams. The conversation is about the way that he wins and develops talent. So this changes. You know, if he wins a national championship mm-hmm. with this group, not your prototypical Carolina team. Now, Justin Jackson might turn in. The way he's playing, he might end up being a lottery pick. But before the year, most people thought, eh, late first yeah, round late first kind of round, guy, yeah. something like that. Yeah. But the way he shot it, coupled with his size, yes. six foot eight, he might got up there. But overall, I'm just saying... This is not the team that you normally look at and expect Roy Williams to be winning a national championship. And you look at his two national championship winners, well, there were some dudes on those teams. And, and this team isn't quite that way. Do, does a national championship change the perception in your mind for Roy? We know what it does for Mark Few. I mean, yes. Yeah, it, it completely it solid, yes, changes. It solidifies his greatness. Yes, it and does. Getting to a Final Four was one step. Getting to the championships right. another, and and winning it. We know that Mark Few is going to be looked at completely different. With a win tonight, do you change your perception at all of Roy Williams doing it at the age of sixty six? No. Doing it with this kind of roster? No. 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 Interesting. No. Uh. Uh-uh. I I don't think anything less if they lose. No. 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 I'm saying if they win. Oh, if they win. If oh, they okay. win. Oh. Uh no, because he's already got two NCAA titles. And Two he, with a and ton if, of talent. Though. I get that, but is, this team but, isn't. But aren't most teams really talented when they, they are. have to win but a they, title? But this would be the least talent. That's what I'm getting at. I, I, this I, team I is see, the yeah, least but there's talented. talent on this team. But well, just, of course, they're, just, they're all talented. Yeah, teams. it just doesn't have like that name guy. Right. That's all. And that's what I'm saying. Okay. It, does that does that change at all the perception that Roy's just about bringing in great talent, and winning? I with never, it. I never perceived him as that kind of coach. Anyway. Okay. Yeah, that, that that's. I always thought. Look, I I don't know how good an X's and O's coach he is. We're not in the huddle, mm-hmm. but damn, he's got to be doing something, right? I mean, look at what look how much he's won. So I don't see how you can say, well, the guy's a lousy X's and O's coach, but yet he's won two championships. He did it with talent. Well, every championship team has talent, has great talent. And this year is no exception. Both these teams have ter- have superior talent on these on the. We're just used to, you know, a North Carolina star. That that's all. There's no, 
Worthy. There's no Jordan. There's no Hansborough. There, there, there's no like one guy that as soon as you say North Carolina, oh God, that Hansborough guy, I hate him. And you're going to say that about Justin Jackson, right? About Kennedy Meeks. Most people, they're no. really, they don't even know who these guys are for the most part. Theo Pinson, get your yeah, panties in a bunch. Yeah. <laughs> no, not really. No, not really. No, but it's but it is a collective unit of really, really, really good players. With the championship, in my estimation, this will be the best coaching job, though, of Roy Williams in his career. Fair enough. Getting this team to to win a national championship compared to the other two national championships that he has. I told you we're going to take a quick look here at the numbers. Uh, Earlier this morning, it turned into a pick at most books. Back up to Carolina, now favored by a point. Wow, it's that close. So Carolina by a point. You're wondering, well, where's the public coming in? Yeah. Uh, 51-49. Just just a second here. Hey, uh, Trent. When's the where's the public coming in? Uh fifty one percent of Carolina, forty nine in Gonzaga. It's a coin flip game. Yeah. And uh we'll flip the coin to make our picks coming up here a little bit later on. You got it. Uh quick break. When we come back, uh we're gonna have a conversation. Jason Foster is going to be our guest, the deputy editor sporting news baseball. This is gonna be a lot of fun. By the way, the Washington Senators getting lit up right now by Miami. The Senators. They're coming back. Yeah, huh? the Senators, yeah. That'd be the Nationals, Jim. Well, it would be the Senators when no, before they no, moved to no. Texas and became the Texas no. Rangers. You made a mistake. No, Just, Washington Senators. Well, they were. Yeah. yeah. But they're not right now. They they're don't not call playing. them that anymore? No, the Nationals. Oh, my gosh. Jimmy B and TC, it's the Big Talker 1700. The big games play here. Westwood One Sports on Des Moines Station for News Talk Sports. 1700 KBGG. The weather's warming up and it's time to think about your spring projects. Wolf Construction Roofing can take any roofing job, large and small, flat roof, sloped, or pitched. The guys at Wolf Construction will do a wonderful job for you. Most single-family home projects are completed in one day, and your property is left in better condition than they found it. Wolf Construction will do their best to honor you with timely communication, a job well done, and a price that's fair. It's Wolf Construction Roofing. Call BJ Bengard today, 515-225-8866, or check them out online, wolfconstruction.net. This is Rob Doheny with Next Generation Realty. Welcome to the best real estate market since 2008. Why pay those overpriced 5, 6, or 7% commissions? Next Generation Realty offers a flat fee as low as $39.90, and you get top exposure on Zillow, Trulia, plus all the services of a licensed real estate broker. The results speak loudly. We saved our home sellers over $35 million. Call Next Generation Realty first, 224-9900, save thousands. Bolton and Hay invite you to join them for their annual spring sale and knife sharpening event on Saturday, April 22nd from 9 a.m. to noon. All proceeds from knife sharpening will benefit A. Heinz 57 Pet Rescue and Transport. Meet the furry friends looking for forever homes and enjoy great discounts on commercial quality kitchen supplies on Saturday, April 22nd, 9 a.m. to noon at Bolton and Hay, 2701 Delaware Avenue in Des Moines. Bolton and Hay, they can really make you cook. The Spa at West Glen, a personal journey for the mind, body, and spirit. Treat yourself with massage therapies including sweetest massage, deep tissue massage, and the signature service from the Spa at West Glen, the West Glen Body Ritual. The Spa at West Glen also provides injectables, facials, chemical peels, 
and medical spa treatments, including Dermapen, along with nutritional services. Look and feel your best with help from the Spa at West Glen. And the Spa at West Glen makes a great gift for the special lady in your life. Believe me. Call the Spa at West Glen at 515-225-2642. That's 515-225-2642. Or check them out online at RelaxDesMoines.com. Dr. Heidi Cook and the Spa at West Glen. Hey, it's Jimmy B. And TC for Draft House 50 on Mills Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Hey, Draft House 50 has 47 big screen TVs for great viewing of any game. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, golf, tennis, you name it. Hey, the Draft House 50 can get it, even cricket? Draft House 50 has a sensational menu featuring specialty burgers, steak, salads, and so much more. And on Saturday and Sunday, beginning at 10 a.m., it's brunch, which includes a terrific Bloody Mary bar. The Draft House 50, a place for sports, great food, and drinks. Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Your Honor, I stand before you to prove that AT&T's two-year price guarantee is the ultimate all-included bundle experience. Order! I submit Exhibit A, DirecTV Select all-included package with over 145 channels. Exhibit B, monthly fees for Wi-Fi Gateway, Genie HD DVR, and three additional receivers included. Objection! Overruled! Exhibit C, reliable high-speed internet and digital home phone. Order! And to close, lock in your bundle price at $89.99 a month for two years with AT&T. The court rules in favor of AT&T. Call your local dealer now. Switch to DirecTV today and start enjoying the nation's number one satellite TV service. Call Rockstar Satellite at 515-262-STAR. That's Rockstar Satellite at 515-262-STAR. Requires 24-month TV and 12-month internet agreements and combined billing. New approved customers only must remain active and in good standing on all services or then prevailing rates apply in second year. Pro-rated ETF up to $480 for TV, $180 for internet, equipment, non-return, and other fees and conditions apply. Call for details. Offer ends 121.17. Jim Brunson, Trent Condon, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700K BGG, live from the Wolf Construction Studio, sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. Here's Jim and Trent. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. We roll till three today. Uh, Jason Foster is going to be our guest, the deputy editor, Sporting News on Baseball. You got to feel pretty good if you're in Boston and they throw out the opening pitch and it's Tom Brady and Gronk, Rob Gronkowski. How'd they throw him? Uh, Well, they didn't throw those guys, I can tell you that. Gronkowski making a spirited tackle in the WWE WrestleMania last night on Jinder Mahal. And now he's already back in Boston. God, what a great life. Get on the private jet, fly. What a deal. What's a Jinder Mahal? <laughs> he's, he's one of the wrestlers. Jason Foster saved this show. He comes to us on the Draft House 50 Hotline, Mill Civic Parkway, West Des Moines. Hi, Jason. Hey, how you guys doing? Hey, we're doing great, pal. Are you enjoying opening day right now? So far, so good. We got a few games going on, you know, just trying to keep track of everything among all our TVs. Um, are you a guy, Trent? Does, doesn't care. He's, for him, this is opening day because you have games that are being played all day on a Monday. It feels like opening day. Are you a guy that really doesn't care for the Sunday thing, or does it matter to you it's baseball? Well, I prefer opening day on Monday. Uh, it was always fine with me when, you know, there used to be one game on Sunday night. It's kind of like a to whet your appetite for Monday. But to me, opening day is always going to be Monday. That's just, There's just so much tradition there. And 
no matter how they try to hype a, a Sunday version, it's, it's always going to be Monday for me. I'm the exact same way. I love this Monday with all the baseball uh, kicking off today. You got the national championship game. It's uh, one of the great sports calendar days of the year. But time to get into a little bit of what we saw yesterday. And let's start with that Cubs-Cardinals game. Uh, the defending champion Cubs, which is still odd to say, comes back, puts a three spot on the board after the home run from Wilson Contreras. But in the end, the Cardinals get it done. Let's start with Carlos Martinez. Uh, that effort that he gave against that very good Cubs lineup. Is Carlos Martinez, is he becoming not just the ace of that staff, but a guy that we talk about in the conversation as one of the best pitchers in the National League? I think you have to say so. And I, I think last night showed why. I mean, he's got, he's got dominant stuff. So whenever he's on, it's going to be trouble for whoever he's facing, whether it's the Cubs and whether that's going to help the Cardinals maybe overtake the Cubs in, uh, in the division. Uh, I mean, he's, He's clearly going to be one of the Cardinals' big horses going down, going down through the summer and down the stretch as the as the race unfolds. Swing Han O oh, blows the save, <laughs> but then gets the win. Yeah, we also saw that earlier in the day yesterday with a, a blown save and a blow, blown opportunity, and uh, then a win on top of that in the Arizona Giants game. Do we need to reevaluate how we uh, describe wins in baseball, especially as it pertains to relievers? Well, team wins are. You know, obviously, supposed to be the the most important. So I guess at the end of the day, as long as your team wins and you don't have any troubling patterns emerge, I guess it doesn't matter how you get it done. I mean, your bullpen is going to blow its share of games. It's always magnified when it's early in the season because people think it's going to signal a trend. But to me, it's the bottom line is winning, however it gets done. But again, if you notice your bullpen is consistently blowing saves, then that's a problem. But um, I just think you know. Things that happened yesterday happen to be magnified because they happen on opening day when everyone's hyped up and everyone wants to draw conclusions based on you know early results. But I think as long as you win, that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. Well, Cubs fans thought they were going to be 162 and 0, <laughs> so that's off the table. That's off the table. Um, a couple of things I'm real curious about: Are there uh, is there a team at least for you? That's going to come out of nowhere. I think we all know pretty much who the top teams are, and we expect them, barring any major injuries to several players, to be there at the end. But do you have a team that is a real sleeper? Well, I'm going to give you two. One is a true, true sleeper, and one is a little more acceptable, I guess. But the Astros are kind of a you know, a trendy, a trendy pick to they make are. noise this year. Yeah. Um, two years ago, they it kind of seemed like they were coming into their own, that their rebuild had completed itself. Uh, and then last year, they kind of ran in place for a little bit uh, and actually ended up with a little bit worse record than in 2015. So you look at their lineup, and it's, it's a really deep lineup. You've got Altuve and Correa and Springer, Bregman, a lot of homers in that lineup, a lot of on-base uh, percentage there. So on paper – they look like they could compete. And then when they're going to have Dallas Keuchel back healthy again. So, again, on paper, it looks like it could be a, a, a big summer in Houston. So I'm going to give you them as, as one pick. Uh, the other pick is a true dark horse, and that would be the Braves. Wow. And I don't – Really? I don't – Now, let me – Okay. <laughs> hear me out here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm not saying that the Braves will make the playoffs or will, you know, go very far that way. But I do think they're going to surprise a lot of people – and that if, if everything kind of breaks the right way, I could see them in the wild card hunt until 
maybe the last couple weeks of the season. I think they'll be at least able to make some noise, be pesky for some of the contenders, and really cause some headaches. So I could see the Braves, if everything breaks right, I could see them flirting with 500, maybe 82, 83 wins, if everything breaks right. And that's a big if, admittedly, but... I would say that's my other sleeper. Now that's certainly a deep sleeper right there with Atlanta and uh, making a push as they get things started here this afternoon. All right, Jason, I uh, want to move back to the Cubs for a moment. There was a lot of talk about how this lineup was going to be constructed, a lot of moving parts that you can go different ways with Zobris and his versatility, Javi Baez. They went out last night. Baez got the start at second. They put Zobris in right field, Hayward in center field. Just the construction of this team and the way offensively they can put lineups together, do you expect it to be another year where it's going to be moving parts seemingly each and every day? Or do you think Joe Madden needs to go a little bit more and find that, that lineup that he can depend on, the one that you know, throughout a week, every six games, he can go two, three, four times? Or do you think it's going to be a lot of moving pieces like we saw last year? Well, I would expect more of the same because uh, Madden is is always, you know, one to tinker and try new things. I think he's just going to keep going with what works, um, whether that's keeping guys on their toes by uh, tweaking the lineup every night and not having a, a set lineup. Um, again, just go with what works. And it, it's hard to argue that that approach uh, had any negatives for the Cubs last season. So I would expect much of the same uh from that lineup this year because they can hurt you so many different ways and in some ways it doesn't even matter really how you arrange that lineup because you know Bryant, Rizzo, Schwarber, um, Addison Russell all those guys are just so talented and they can hurt you in so many different ways so but I would just expect more of what got them there last year to continue this year. What about Jason Hayward? Last night uh, we saw him Come up, got what, an infield single? Yeah. But that, that was all that he had at the plate. After the struggles of a year ago, spring training did not go, at least in, in terms of hitting the way people were hoping for in a bounce-back year. With the big money that they still owe him, is it going to be a year where you go forward and you, you just give him plenty of time and you give him plenty of opportunity? Or do you think the lease might be a little bit, leash might be a little bit short for Jason Hayward going forward? That is one of the most interesting questions of this season. And um, I wrote a column a couple weeks back about how even after seven years, Hayward is still a mystery as an offensive player. And one of the storylines I'm, I'm watching this year is just how long is, is that leash going to be for the, for the Cubs? Because obviously he gives you elite defense. There's, there's never a problem there. He's an elite base runner. He's got great baseball instincts. But that offense has just been so inconsistent that you do have to wonder, despite the huge salary, do they let it play out or do they just kind of say he's just going to be a part-time player and we're, or a defensive replacement? Or It's really hard to say what they're going to do because you don't think they're going to just cut ties so soon, just a second year into a contract. But at the same time, unless he shows some kind of significant improvement or, or some evolution as a hitter, mm-hmm. it's going to be hard for, for the Cubs to keep him out there um, just for defense. What are they going to do with Soler now that he's not in the lineup, out with an injury? What are they going to do with him long-term, you mean? Yeah. In Kansas City, you mean? Yeah. Oh, that's right. He did go to <laughs> Kansas City. I forgot all about that. He did go to Kansas City. Oh, boy. Oh, well, too many, uh, too many refreshments following the World Series. Uh, brain dead cells in the brain. Okay, scrap that question, <laughs> and let me try something different then. This is a team in Chicago that has appears all the elements once again to run roughshod 
over the National League. But will the Mets, Nationals, Dodgers, or somebody else make them pay in postseason play? Well, it's always possible, and baseball is very strange and you know, likes to mess up our, our, our plot points that we have going through the season. I think uh, it's, it's, really, it's really hard to bet against the Cubs this season. Now, like I said before, they, they just got that killer mix of on-base and power guys, and they got a strong, solid um, starting rotation, mm-hmm. and they got Joe Madden leading it all. So it's really hard to bet against them. That said, I could see a team like the Dodgers or the, um, or the Nationals, if the Nationals can finally get over their postseason hump, those are probably the two biggest threats uh, to the Cubs in the, in the National League. The Mets, I don't see them overtaking the Cubs. Um, so I would say uh, uh, Dodgers is probably the, the biggest shot, Cardinals perhaps, but I'm, I'm still picking the Cubs. Okay. Let's jump over to the American League. The Royals and Twins get things started up at Target Field in their opening game. Solaire. He's on that team. Yeah, right? he is. He, I got he, it. He is digged up. <laughs> you got it, Jimmy B. Jason, uh, looking at both of these squads, most people have them out of the playoff mix. What's it going to take for Kansas City to kind of reunite what they had a couple of years ago with those back-to-back World Series appearances, including the championship? And how about Minnesota? After bleeding in contention two years ago until the final weekend to last year losing 103 games, uh, your outlook on both of those squads for 2017? Well, the Royals are, are, are an interesting bunch because they still have a lot of that championship core from two years ago. So I think it's just going to be a matter of those guys, that core, playing up to their ability from two years ago, staying healthy. It's going to take their uh, rotation to kind of come together with you know Danny Duffy, Jason Hamill, Ian Kennedy, those guys. And, of course, overcoming the loss of, of Ventura. No one, there's no replacing that presence, but – uh, on field wise, in game, the rotation should be should be solid. Um, losing Wade Davis at closer is going to hurt, but the bullpen is still reliable. So I think as long as that core group can play close to the level that it did in 2015, they can get back over 500 and stay in the race. Uh, the Twins are a different story. I mean, they got some some boppers in the lineup. You know, Brian Dozier. Miguel Sano, um, Kenny Vargas, those guys. But the pitching is is the big deal with the Twins. I mean, you got Irvin Santana as your number one. He's a veteran, you know, probably on the back end of his career. Probably going to give you some solid innings, maybe twelve to fifteen wins, something along that line. But after that, it's it's just real slim pickings in, in the Minnesota rotation. So the Twins might improve a little bit this season over last year, but I, I wouldn't see him any, any higher than, than fifth place, let's say, and I, I definitely wouldn't see him in contention. The American League East is always interesting. Boston, I think, would be the favorite. Baltimore, the Yankees, and, and, and I don't know if Tampa's going to be hanging around that long. But with those three other teams, is, there, is, is it Boston to lose, or can you see the Orioles or Yankees unseating them? Well, it's not Boston's to lose, but I, I could see the Blue Jays unseating them. Okay, uh, I forgot Blue Toronto, yep. Yeah, they just got that really powerful lineup, and, you know, they can just outscore you to death. The Orioles, I think they're going to be strong this year again. A lot of people are kind of writing them off to have a sub-500 season, but they're, I mean, the last five seasons they've been picked to, to lose, and, and they've had winning seasons. So the Orioles can be right there. 
The Yankees are a little bit younger. They're maybe a year or two away. So I would say the top top two in that division are, are going to be the Red Sox and, uh, and the Blue Jays to battle it out. Interesting right there. Mm-hmm. We're keeping our eye on things. Miami out to a 2 nothing lead over the Nationals. Is baseball getting going here with the official opening day of baseball? And joining us is Jason Foster from Sporting News. All right, Jason, last one for me. I'll up Jim finish up with you as you take a look forward. Now, we've talked throughout this spring. It seems like a lot of cut and dried in baseball. Do you expect it to play out that way where we do see a lot of favorites? You mentioned some of the dark horse teams that you like. Or do you think this is going to be a fun contention season and the difference between the haves and have-nots in baseball might not be as big as it appears right now going into the season? I, I do think it's going to be a, a, a very um, uh, interesting and entertaining season because I, I think for the first time in a while, baseball kind of has a, a true parity um, in terms of, you know, it, it, it's not quite anybody's game, but it's something close to that where, um, I mean, just the beauty of baseball is, itself is a long season a team can come out of nowhere and you really don't get that in other sports so i i definitely don't think we're just going to be focused on those three or four teams throughout the season that are going to run away with everything i think you're going to have a lot of teams in the race most of the summer in into the fall and several of these races might not be decided until the final week if not the final weekend so I'm excited about what this season holds. I think there's a lot of potential for a lot of good stories, um, both team-wise and individual performances. So I think it's going to be a great year that's going to hold fan interest throughout. I'll let you run on this one. Where are you on the potential Hall of Fame possibilities of the top PED guys? I have evolved on that over the years. I I used to be a hard no on on all of them, but Mm -hmm. I've, I've kind of come around to accepting that that was just an era of baseball, and it is what it is. And you can't uh, just ig- ignore their accomplishments on the field. I mean, Bonds is the all-time home run leader. He did hit all the or the most home runs of anyone in Major League history. So to not have him in the Hall of Fame seems ridiculous. And I don't know the way to handle it, whether you put an asterisk on their plaque or if you have a steroid wing or whatever. But I, I, I have come around, and I do think that those guys should be enshrined for their on-field accomplishments because to not put them in there is, is dishonest in terms of baseball history. Will Manford, the commish, ever have a sit-down with disgraced Pete Rose, or is that issue now dead forever? Um, I wouldn't say dead forever, but I would say it's probably pretty close to dead forever because Manfred has indicated that, you know, there's no reason to lift a lifetime ban on Rose. Um, Pete obviously wants to get back in, and he's him and his people are going to continue to lobby hard for it. But I, I've seen nothing from Manfred or from anyone else that would indicate that there's any real momentum toward seeing that happen anytime soon. Would they ever consider putting him in as player only? and then have something next to it, like you talked about the asterisk uh, indicating that uh, but he was banned for baseball as a manager or not? I think that, I mean, anything is possible. But for me, Rose is another. I, I think Rose should be in the Hall of Fame because, again, what he did on the field can't be ignored. All-time hit leader, mm-hmm. great competitor, great reputation as a player. And just like with the PED guys, to leave them out um, for non uh, baseball reasons, um, or at least non-on-field reasons, um, seems dishonest and silly. So I'm I'm a Rose in the Hall of Fame guy. Um, I don't know 
whether baseball would ever be able to arrive at a place where they're comfortable in, in terms of getting him in there, but also letting it be known that he was banned for a long time. Mm-hmm. So that's just one of those tricky things. That if he ever gets in, I think it's more than likely will be uh, posthumously. It's always great having you on the show, man. This was fun. We're going to uh, stay uh, stay in contact with you, okay, Jason? All right, sounds good. Thank you for having me. Thank you, buddy. Thanks, Jason. Okay, good stuff. Right. Jason Foster, uh, Deputy Editor, Sporting News, Major League Baseball. Terrific stuff. As I watch uh, Bryce Harper now make a real nice catch up against the wall. And goes down hard. Yeah. Exit velocity, <laughs> not listed there. <laughs> I know you love exit velocity. That's my favorite of all of them. Of all that analytic garbage, exit velocity is my favorite. It's a good one. Yeah, it is. All right, we got to get a break in here. We uh, got breaking news oh. also from the world of college basketball. Oh, The Georgetown job is off the board. We'll tell you on the other side Ooh. who it is. I, 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 I turned it down. Oh, that's good. Okay. That's a great decision, Jim. All right, thank you. Yeah. We're coming right back. The Big Talker, 1700. Catch the biggest games. Westwood One Sports coverage of NCAA men's basketball on 1700 KBGG. Sponsored by Mr. Executive and Billion Automotive. Hi folks, Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here, inviting you to visit our full-service gun shop. Whether you are precision rifle shooting, competing in handgun matches, or just out plinking with the family, we have everything you might need. We offer all types of firearms, ammunition, and accessories, as well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988, and we won't be undersold by the big store and no one can match our service after the sale. We're on the corner of 70th and Douglas in Urbandale, or we can be reached at 515-331-1577. We're JLM Shooter Supply. See you soon. Trey Condon here, and I want to tell you about our great friends at Draft House 50 on Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. If you're looking for basketball, you're not going to find a better place in the metro than Draft House 50. Big screen TVs across the bar, sound on for the local games, and great brews to go along with it. Don't forget about the food. Classic bar food with an upscale style and a tap system like you've never seen before. Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Imagine a store that lets you get anything you wanted. An HD flat screen TV, a high capacity ultra quiet washer and dryer, a complete living room set. And imagine if you didn't need a lick of credit to get it. That store simply believed in you. Imagine if they even delivered it, set it up, and serviced it at no additional cost. Well, that store exists. That's Rent-A-Center. Imagine that. No credit needed. Affordable payment plans. Delivery, setup, and service included. Imagine new possibilities at Rent-A-Center. Rental purchase transaction. See store for details. Here's a smart way to prepare for warmer weather. Shop the Home Depot and get 15% off all special order Anderson and American Craftsman windows and patio doors. These top brands are designed to lock in cool air and maximize your comfort, all while minimizing energy bills. Upgrade to smarter windows and patio doors with 15% off special orders from Anderson and American Craftsman only at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Offer valid through April 12th. Everybody needs to understand that I'm more than simply a hype man for this rap group. Just like Geico is more than just a company that can save you money. Geico also has fast and friendly claim service, so they can help you when you need it most. And while I do love being a hype man, I also love reading for children's audiobooks. Like Little Bo Peep, she lost the sheep, and she don't know where to find them. Go! Geico. Expect great savings and a whole lot more. 
1700 KBGG and Malone Motorsports have lined up a bass-kicking boat giveaway. Your chance to win a brand-new 16-foot low 160 Fishing Machine Pro Series boat with a 60-horsepower Mercury Marine motor and a new trailer valued at $17,500. Hey, you can stop by Malone Motorsports in Monroe anytime to drop your name in the box or go online at 1700kbgg.com. On April 29th, we'll be throwing a party to give the boat away with 1700 KBGG. You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite 515 262 Star. Call today for next day installation 515 262 Star. Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. wolfconstruction.net. Hey everybody, it's me, it's Jimmy B, and I'm here to tell you about Aspen in the West Glen Town Center in West Des Moines. You want a great workout? Aspen has got everything that you need. It's a newly remodeled facility. All the machines, all of the weights, training sessions, everything that you need to get your health improved. And right now, Aspen is running a family add-on special. One dollar to join any membership for someone in your family as well. Just one dollar. It's a family membership add-on special. It's Aspen, West Glen, Town Center, West Des Moines. Back to the Wolf Construction Roofing Studio. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. It's Jimmy B and TC. All right, everybody, we continue to roll along here. Major League Baseball is underway. The uh, Nationals and uh, Miami Marlins, still 2 nothing. Miami. What what inning are they in over there? Uh, they are in the top of the sixth in that one. Some other baseball scores. Scoreless between the Braves and the Mets. That one in the fifth also scoreless with the Pirates and the Red Sox in the third. In Colorado, mm-hmm. my team, I like yes, my dark yes. Up to nothing in Milwaukee. There you go. Uh, we will keep you updated throughout the uh, afternoon. All right. We have some breaking news. The breaking news sounder, since we have so much money here. Here it is. The breaking news sounder. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Trent Condon with breaking news. Yeah, let's go to the uh, Draft House 50 hotline as we <laughs> welcome in news correspondent Trent Condon. <laughs> How you doing, pal? The Georgetown Hoyas <laughs> yes. have announced a new basketball coach. Uh, pray tell. They will go with Patrick Ewing as the head man. Now many people are uh, making the comparison to what St. John's did yes. a year ago, bringing in Chris Mullins mm-hmm. to take over the helm. This one a little different, though Mullins was in basketball, not as a coach. He was a front office guy. That's correct. And uh, Patrick Ewing has been toiling now for, what, 14, 15 Long years? Long time as an NBA assistant. An assistant coach. Uh, on the surface, all right, trying to reclaim some class glory. All right, Georgetown certainly has not been what we uh, remember Georgetown basketball for a kid like myself of the 80s and mm-hmm. 90s, what Georgetown basketball was. They've had some good teams recently, but a lot of flameouts. A lot of flameouts. Florida and Gulf Coast got them one year. Yeah. Ohio got them one oh, year. Oh, you're right. They've had flameouts, even as good seeds in the NCAA yeah. tournament and haven't made a Final Four in a decade, uh, 2007 with John Thompson the third. So they're going to the well here, Jimmy B., 
your thoughts on it. A guy that uh, has been known as being a, a bit surly he is. throughout his playing career. Yep. Difficult for the media to get along with. How does he connect with your 16, 17-year-old high school kid outside of, hey, I played at the highest level. Yeah, but outside of that. Those kids don't even know who he is. No, they don't even. I mean, it's not just his college career. Right. They don't even don't know his NBA, his, college yeah, his NBA career. They don't know his NBA career. No. How do you connect with those kids? Man, oh, man. That's, that was probably the question that Chris Mullet got as well mm-hmm. when he took the St. John's job. So now, once again, you're going to have Mullins and Ewing dueling again when it was awesome between St. John's and Georgetown, only they were players back then. To be honest with you, Trent, this is difficult. He is going to have to get himself a staff that is really college-educated. When I say that, a staff of guys that can really preach the Georgetown story, and preach the legacy of the Georgetown Hoyas, and now what their new head coach is and means to that university, and hope that it sticks. Because I can't see Patrick Ewing walking into a kid's house and... Schmoozing mom. Oh, yeah. Getting dad. He's a nasty guy. He was a nasty guy when I would interview him. Yeah. Even if they won, he was a nasty guy. I think this also goes to show you just how much weight John Thompson still has around there. That is correct. Even as his son is fired. Yes. Without uh, John Thompson, what he means and, and the influence that he has inside of the athletic department mm-hmm. there, I don't think this job uh, is given to Patrick Ewing. But they're going to go down this route. Uh, we saw last week they offered, what was it, $4 million or something to a coach? Yes. I mean, they, they have money. They got money. And John Thompson the third was one of the highest paid coaches in college basketball, even with the struggles that he had. So right. the money is certainly there for it, but a difficult job. And, and as you see the evolution of the Big East and what it is today with all the private uh, Catholic institutions, the Jesuit schools that are all compounded in it, your city schools, big city schools, but at a place like Georgetown, you don't play on campus very often. You play at the Verizon Center for the most part. right? So you're playing off campus in in today's college basketball. Can you rekindle that? You have to, you have to recruit very well at home. Yes, you do. You got to keep those good DC kids. You you can't let Markel Fultz end up at Washington. You can't allow that to happen. You can't let Kevin Durant go down and, and play at Texas. Can't let him get out of the Washington uh, Baltimore area. You got to keep those kids at home. You yes. have to recruit at that level. And is this just a a fading memory of a program? What's more likely to happen? Now I don't want to go to DePaul level because they've become just such an albatross of a program that you don't want to go down that road. Mm-hmm. But are they just going to be that memory of a once great program and, and down at that level? Or do you think they can rekindle it? Not even to the level of like Villanova did with winning a national championship. Sure, sure. But say making tournaments four out of every five years. Sure. You know, getting to that level. Do you see that happening under Patrick Ewing? I can tell you this right now. Adrian Orjanowski just tweeted out, Ewing wants to get the job immediately and has already started working on a coaching staff. He's pursuing some high-level college assistance. Mm-hmm. So you just referenced the money that Georgetown has. Yeah. If you're going to grab some high-level assistant coaches, they're going to be well compensated. It's got to be the lifeblood. It does. And because it won't be him selling it. Mm-hmm. It's going to be the assistants that will sell it. You don't want to go down the level of, well, we got our guy. Yeah. And, yeah we'll fill out a staff. But you got to find people that know the college game since mm-hmm. he hasn't been in it. You have to find guys that know recruiting, that know who you got to talk to, the AAU doors that you got to be beating down there 
both in D.C. and nationally, because Georgetown, they still can recruit nationally. Oh, sure. They still, oh, yeah. They still have the cachet, and it might not be with the kids, but it has the cachet with the AAU coaches, the high school coaches. Mm-hmm. You can still go down that road, but you got to find the people that know who are going to be able to beat down those doors to get you in. Yes, and you got to find guys that know territory. And you just talked about the D.C., Baltimore area, and what a rich basketball territory it is. He's got to have a guy who's really dialed in in that area as well. So uh, put your deck out there. Does it work? I don't think it will. I I don't think – I see this happening more down the road of uh, a Clyde Drexler at Houston as opposed to – Fred Hoiberg at Iowa State. Right. But Drexler didn't do, apparently, what Hewing understands, at least in what the reports we're seeing, understanding what he has to do, and that is get top assistance. Clyde the Glide never did that. He thought he could just walk in and say, hey, I'm Clyde Drexler. Uh, have your kid play for me. Didn't work like didn't that. Didn't work out quite that easy. No, and Clyde was real lazy, too. He just kind of used it as, hey, look at me. I'm, I got I'm, a gig. I'm still relevant. Yeah. Not so much. I, I'm not... I think Ewing has honed his skills as a coach on the bench in the NBA. Mm-hmm. I'm not concerned about his coaching ability as I am about recruiting ability. Gotcha. He's, got, he's, got, he's got no experience recruiting. Mm-hmm. He hasn't done anything really in college except play. And then he's been in the pros ever since. So from that standpoint, it is imperative that he hires a staff that is really dialed into recruiting across this country. You did a good job of uh, moving away from the question. There. Thanks. Does he get it done? I should be in politics. Does he get it done? I really should. I'm as good as those bozos that they have in D.C. Does he get it done? Congressman Brinson. Are you going to give me three years? Well, yeah, yeah. Okay, then I believe he has them relevant again in the Big East. Will they be a powerhouse again? No. Okay. But I think they'll be... He can at least do enough to make them a tournament team most years. Relevant again in the Big East, yes. Maybe a breakthrough year every five years. Yeah, something like that. Got a good senior class, something like that. Yeah. You think he can... I think he can do that. I don't even think it'll get there. Wow. I don't even think it... Wow. There'll be a lot of early on. They'll get a couple of big commitments. and They'll get excited. Right. In the end, I think this is not going to work out for the The thing that will show its uh, its ugly head or its glorious head quickly will be how he performs as a coach on the floor. We go to Phoenix next. Rob Doster live from there getting ready for the national championship game. His thoughts on Patrick Ewing and much more. College basketball talk, NBCSports.com. Rob Doster joins us next year as we come to you live for the Wolf Construction Roofing Studios. We're back in a moment. Afternoons, we talk sports on 1700 with Jimmy B and TC, noon to 3, and Des Moines' biggest local sports show, Marty and Miller, from 3 to 6 on 1700. The Spa at West Glen, a personal journey for the mind, body, and spirit. Treat yourself with massage therapies including sweetest massage, deep tissue massage, and the signature service from the Spa at West Glen, the West Glen Body Ritual. The Spa at West Glen also provides injectables, facials, chemical peels, and medical spa treatments including Dermapen along with nutritional services. Look and feel your best with help from the Spa at West Glen. And the Spa at West Glen makes a great gift for the special lady in your life. Believe me. Call the spa at West Glen at 515-225-2642. That's 515-225-2642. 
2642 or check them out online at relaxedmoines.com. Dr. Heidi Cook and the Spot West Glen. Are you ready for some barbecue? Big Al's Barbecue has St. Louis and Kansas City style ribs, Texas brisket, wings, and all their salads and sauces are homemade. Big Al learned his cooking style while living in St. Louis and Kansas City, and he cooks the old-fashioned way with wood and charcoal. Place your order now for Big Al's Barbecue to cater your upcoming graduation, wedding reception, or special event. Big Al would like to thank everyone for helping his restaurant reach his first year anniversary. Come eat their southern-style barbecue cooked by an Asian man on the east side of Des Moines, located just 900 feet north of the A.E. Cows on Hubble Avenue. Call Big Al's Barbecue at 265-1227. That's 265-1BBQ. Big Al's Barbecue is this week's sweet deal. Get $50 worth of Big Al's Barbecue gift certificates for only $25. Yep, that's a sweet deal. $50 worth of Big Al's Barbecue certificates for only $25. There's a limited number, and they're sure to go fast, so get yours Friday morning at 9 at 1700kbgg.com. You get in your car, start it up, and press the gas. And from your phone, you hear, and you respond. And then in your rear view... OMG, it's a COP. And then you learn that a ticket for texting and driving is nothing to LOL about. You drive, you text, you pay. Paid for by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. This is Rob Doheny with Next Generation Realty. Welcome to the best real estate market since 2008. Why pay those overpriced 5, 6, or 7% commissions? Next Generation Realty offers a flat fee as low as $39.90, and you get top exposure on Zillow, Trulia, plus all the services of a licensed real estate broker. The results speak loudly. We've saved our home sellers over $35 million. Call Next Generation Realty first, 224-9900. Save thousands. Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225 225-